I, but here, here, I'm excited because I, I get to preach, and I love to preach. I love crafting sermons. Um, we've been going through this message series called Jesus, sticking in this book of Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, and seeing the way in which they picture Jesus um, throughout that, right, specifically there. And we spent several weeks, guys, in Jesus' sermon, and it's been exciting for me because he's preaching, and I love seeing how things are crafted, and the way he crafts it's just brilliant, it's beautiful. Um, and he's kind of wrapped it up now, all of his teaching, and now he has this time at the end of his message um, that he addresses what the response to his message needs to be. And he's addressing this big, uh, big topic, big picture thing, and then he's going to break it down from there. Um, and as I think about messages and crafting messages, what is like really the number one thing that you want from a message? Yeah, right, application. Here, you know why I say it? Like, what's the point, <laughs> right? You can be as entertaining as you want. You have all the funny stories, you, whatever. You can bounce around the stage, whatever you want to do, but uh, what's the point? What do I do with this, right? The so what type of thing. And Jesus is going to be addressing a big so what after people have been sitting there listening to his message and his teaching. He's, he's going to be addressing this statement. How you choose to live your life matters. How you choose to live your life matters. And I think we all agree with that. I don't think that's nothing brand new or anything like that. I think, though, the issue that we have is we're like, yeah, it does matter. But how am I supposed to live my life? Like, I'm going to make a choice about living my life. I want to know which choice is the right choice. Um, one of the things about shopping with my wife, Amanda, is that uh, she's very different from shopping than I am, right? I go into one store, and I look from those items that I might need, and I pick from those items, and that's it. I've made my choice. However, Amanda, she loves to do the mall shopping. You remember malls? Remember all these different stores, and you go in, and you walk? Right, and she would go into each store, each clothing store, see all the different items that they have, and then come down and make a decision about that, Right? Decision-making is done in a variety of different ways, and making a decision or a choice about how you're going to live your life is a big decision, isn't it? Wouldn't it be nice if there was, like, clarity in making that decision? Like, if you just knew that there was, like, two different things. If I chose this way, then I know that these things are going to happen to me, and if I chose this way, I know these things would happen to me. That's the hard thing about making decisions, isn't it? We decide about which job we're going to, to take because we have a picture in mind of what that would look like. And sometimes it doesn't always go that way. We, make, we have a decision about what type of relationships to be in. And we have a picture of what those relationships are going to be, look like, and it doesn't always work out that way, right? And so it makes us a little gun-shy about making a decision, especially one that impacts our life. We know that it really does matter to our life. So wouldn't it be nice if there was a clear way of knowing which way we should go, right? Guess what? Jesus is going to give us that. He doesn't keep it a secret. Uh, he is like full on in our face about which way he thinks is best after people have listened to his teaching, what direction they should choose. Would you like to see what those are? Well, I'm going to show you. So here we go. Matthew chapter 7, starting with verse 13, he's going to address 
two things and compare two things together. This one is two different uh, gates or different paths that you can take, okay? And then the, the next two things, he's going to build upon this and it's going to keep going there, okay? And then he's going to wrap it up at the end. So here's the first two things, and he's going to build upon these. You can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad, and its gate is wide for the many who choose that way. But the gateway to life is very narrow, and the road is difficult, and only a few ever find it. So we have two things, right? And this translation is a little unfortunate the way that they translate this, the highway to hell. Um, I know you're humming the tune in your head. <laughs> Sinners. But, but the translation really is more uh, about it leads to destruction, right? It, it's, a, it's a wide road, in, and it leads to destruction because the narrow path leads to life, right? But is that narrow path, is that easy to find? No, few find it. Uh, is that narrow path easy to travel? No, it's difficult, right? So we have two things, don't we? Very clear. This one way does not lead you to God's kingdom. In fact, it leads you to destruction. And this other way, though it's difficult and it's hard to even find it, it's the one that actually leads to life. So which, which one do you think Jesus thinks you should choose? The narrow the hard-to-travel, the hard-to-find road, yeah. So if that's the one he wants us to do that, well, then how can we find the narrow gate to go through the narrow, hard-to-travel path? How do, we, how do we do that? Don't we need something that would help us? Yes? I think so. That's what Jesus goes to next. He compares two different things, two, two different trees, and he's like, people are trees. It's very strange, I know, but it's a very simple concept, Okay. And, and he compares these two trees. So in the next verse, uh, starting with verse 15, okay, he's building upon what he just talked about. Now, if you want to find this narrow path and narrow gate, what should you do? Well, listen, right? So the path you choose to seek matters, and then these trees matter. Uh, beware of false prophets who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. That is by the way that they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes, figs from thistles? No, of course not. That's silly. Good tree, a good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce good fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, you, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Do you want to find the narrow gate? Do you want to find that path? Then you need, there's people that you need to listen to, right? Prophets were people that spoke on behalf of God, and how can you determine whether this person is a prophet speaking good things that you should follow and listen to? You can discern that. By how? Well, what, is, what fruit are they producing with their lives? And what prophet should you be listening to? Who is the one that's actually producing good things? Here's an interesting thing. Uh, I hope you travel along with us in this Matthew series, or this Jesus series, because the next few chapters, 8 through 11, is all about Jesus producing fruit by his actions. 
So he's talking about himself here, that he is that good one to listen to because of the life and the things that he's going to produce in his life. And so we should listen to, to his teaching, right? But we can discern. Is this someone that we should be listening to or not? Who you listen to matters. The path that you choose to live matters. Who you listen to matters. Uh, there's also a little thing in this, um, and this might scare some of you. We're, we're told not to preach on this in, in, in preaching school, but I'm going to do it anyway. Did you notice that he talked about a judgment thing? All those trees that do not produce fruit, what's going to happen to them? They get cut down and thrown in the fire. That, that's a thematic thing that is used throughout the Bible to talk about a day of judgment, of coming judgment. So, right? We're not supposed to talk about that today, right? This is, there's a legit judgment coming. There's a way that if you're not listening and producing the right fruit and going around this, this narrow path, like there's judgment time that is going to come. What? Right? That's a bit scary, isn't it? That the, that the path that I choose right now, the, the what I choose to listen to, right? Those that I choose to listen to, like that matters for this time of judgment that will happen. Right? That's a little scary. Now, Jesus is going to hone in on this a little bit more, okay? So there's a path that we're supposed to choose. Choose the narrow path, the narrow gate, that thing. There are also, we have to discern who is producing fruit in our lives that we should be listening to, okay? Well, how do we discern that? And let's say that we're like, yep, I want that narrow path. Yes, I'm going to really do the work of listening to uh, who's really producing fruit and the words that they're saying that are going to help me to find that path, right? It's all connected because I know that there's a day of judgment coming. So let's say we've done that. How do we know that we're going in the right direction? There's another choosing that happens in this, and Jesus is going to compare these two. Um, it's two claims, um, but it really comes down to doing uh, two different kinds of will, right? God's will or your own will. Okay, listen, listen to it and see if you can pick up on it in uh, Matthew verse uh, 21. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. How do you enter the kingdom of heaven? Through the narrow gate, right? Listening to the one that's producing fruit. Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter on judgment day. See it picking up here? On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's law. Do you, do you see clearly that Jesus is pretty one or the other here, isn't it? And this has everything to do with choosing to do your own will, what looks good in your own eyes. What are some of those things that they said are good in their own eyes? Prophesying, casting out demons, performing many miracles. Are those good things? Well, it's a good thing. However, Jesus is saying, that wasn't what God asked you to do. You did it by putting my name on it, by trying to represent me. But if you were really representing me, 
then you would know that it is the will of my Father in heaven that you are to be done. Notice, uh, this is the first time in Matthew that Jesus refers to God as my Father in heaven. All the other times have been your Father in heaven or our Father in heaven. And so there's something very intimately connected with Jesus and God the Father, his Father in heaven. That, that if you are really choosing to do uh, the Father's will, that means you're giving up doing your own and what good in your own eyes. Now, you might see a lot of things that are, look like they're good in, in even God's eyes, but how are you really sure? Are you really sure that that's what God is asking you to do? You can know that by looking at who, what Jesus is doing, right? He is the one that knows the Father's will. He is the one that is doing the Father's will. He is the one who is producing the good fruit and to be listened to because he is the one that can show you the narrow gate and walk alongside you on this difficult path to walk. Right? Are we seeing this? It's pretty clear. Which direction are you to choose? It's pretty clear. Jesus is now going to wrap it all up and put it all together in one final um, little statement here. And he gives us imagery. And it's imagery that many of you may, may be familiar with. Um, if you're new to the Bible and church and stuff like this, it might not be real familiar to you, and that's okay. Um, and I'm hoping to give it to you as, as a way um, to see it in a, in a new way, all right? Uh, one of the things that I love to do is to, to kind of like blow people's mind, and so this is one of those occasions. Are you ready to have your mind blown a little bit? All right, here we go. Okay, so the, the will you choose to do matters. All of this stuff matters, and now he's going to go into talking about these two different types of builders. All right, you might be familiar with this, building two types of houses, one on rock, one on sand. Okay, some of you are familiar with that. So let's read this, and then we're going to unpack it a little bit. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the flood waters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Jesus is wrapping all of this stuff together, right? He is, he is the one that knows where the narrow gate is. He knows how difficult the path is to walk. He can show that to you. Um, he is the one to listen to because he is producing this good fruit uh, of the fruitfulness of his own life. And it's connected with the obedience of him doing the Father's will. And so his teachings, following his teachings, really does matter, doesn't it? He's laying it all out there for you. It's, it's not like it's a mystery. You know which way it's going to end. It'll all collapse upon itself and be destroyed. You will grow nothing but thistles and thorns, right? You might be going along in this way that is really easy, but that doesn't mean it's the right way. Or, or maybe you even like, man, I'm doing some good things, but none of it was connected with what God really is asking you to do. 
right? So there's that way, and then there's the way that brings life, that enters you into the kingdom of heaven. Now, let's look, take a look at this, because for a Jewish reader, the people that are surrounding Jesus and listening to his teaching, they understand the judgment talking, right? The, the little things about cutting down the trees and on judgment day, this is going to happen. And this whole thing that Jesus gives is an example of a judgment that had happened. It's part of their story and something they, they would know. And it might even be something familiar to you. Can you think of another time when people were just going around the, the easy way, doing things that seemed that were right in their own eyes, but God looked at that and said, man, all they ever think of or imagine is always evil. They think it's good, but it's really bad. That's what they're doing. And God finally has enough. And he grieves the, what they've made of his good world. And he pronounces this judgment and allows creation to collapse in upon itself. Because earlier in the Bible, he had separated the waters from the waters and the water from the dry land. And the dry land came up and we could inhabit it. And now it's all going to crush back in where rains are going to come down for 40 days and 40 nights. And the floodwaters are going to gush up and there's going to be winds and howling and beating against this house that Noah built. This house right here. He's talking about the time of the flood. And the house that Noah built as he listened to what God was telling him to do and following the instructions of building that house so that when he could go in through the narrow gate into that house. Okay, it's an ark. We get it. But you see the language, right? And he goes in there, and then he survives and is rescued through all the floodwaters. And where does that house end up? On a giant rock called Mount Ararat, right? This big mountain. It stops there. All of this, Jesus is helping us to see that we're just going to end up repeating this whole thing again. That we are in fear uh, or in danger of having uh, our whole life collapse in upon itself. The house that we build collapse upon itself because we were just misguided. But he lays it out really clearly, doesn't he? It's really clear which path he wants you to choose. Is that path... Easy to find? No. Is it easy to travel? No. Does it take work to discern what kind of good fruit might be being produced? Yeah. Does it take a lot of work to, to have this intimate relationship with, with Jesus to understand fully what is it that you're actually asking me to do rather than just what looks good in my own eyes? Yep. And ultimately, we know that we can survive that time of judgment because we've built the house on the right thing. That's what he lays before you. And here's the beauty about Jesus. I'm going to have the music team come back up because I want to share you the beauty about Jesus is he leaves the choice up to you and up to me. You can choose the path. You can choose who you're going to listen to. You can choose what will you're going to do. You can choose how to build your house. But he's made it perfectly clear which one he wants you to choose. So which will you choose? 
following Jesus' teachings, it matters. Will you choose that? Well, the choice, the choice is yours.